And three, two. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. Hello there, my name is Ron Ecstasy and this is Blue Man Group. Special 52nd one year anniversary episode featuring my co-hosts Devin Welsh and John Bedrin. Hello. Hey. Hi guys. Good to be back. 52 weeks. How about that? 52 episodes yeah. we have brought you the listener at this point if you haven't heard all 52 i recommend well, going pause going, right now pause right now and go back through the catalog and list all of them it should only take you uh 52 hours yeah or thereabouts i mean uh, yeah. I, I i don't remember uh the first episodes to be honest but uh i, w- I remember we we agreed that uh we started to get good around episode 11. So I would just say start at 11 and go go from yeah. there. Yeah. We could, yeah. Forget well, the about the first few episodes time. exactly should probably be banished from memory. In fact, maybe this shouldn't be our one year. Maybe we should now. We should Listen, going. we're going to be celebrating the one year for the next year. So, <laughs> welcome everybody. Take a seat as you can hear we've uh Spent a lot of our budget this week on fireworks. Thank you very much mm-hmm. to uh, A&P Explosives and Associates for uh, kind of importing some, not necessarily, uh, I don't want to say the, uh, the the L-E-G-A-L word, but uh, they're not necessarily that. Uh, these are some very highly explosive uh, uh, fireworks from China. Um yeah, absolutely. Thank we're, you. We're, we're yeah, happy to have them. Yeah, yeah. And, thank uh, you for for buying all of these, Ron. I understand welcome. that you were in sort of in a mad scramble the last week. Yeah, a little bit uh, to, to get all the festive decorations in place. A little bit. Uh, supply chain. It's difficult to uh, wrap your wrap your grips around, but uh, we we managed to get these get these yeah. here. They um, you say they're Chinese, but they all have the Costco logo on the side. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the the idea of celebrating a one year anniversary is something we're all familiar with by now. Uh, you hey. gather around with your friends, you light a few candles, you put on Blue Men Group. So let's get going. We've got a lot to do. We've got some new stories first, okay? And then near the end, we're going to re- reminisce over some of the most important stories of the year. You want to stick around. But first, this week in history. In 1998, a political body slam in Minnesota. We've shocked the world. Minnesota leads the way. Where former pro wrestler Jesse Ventura wins the governor's race in an upset. Today in history, November 3rd, Carlotta Bradley, The Associated Press. Thank you, Carlotta. Yeah, thank you, Carlotta. Thank that you, is not Carlotta. a metaphor, by the way, a political body slam. Absolutely. Yeah, by none other than the body himself, as he yeah, is also Jesse. 
Jesse Ventura, like, okay, so the history. Yeah, I said of- we we said we were going to save our reminiscing for the end of the episode, but I would just like to say mm-hmm. one of my favorite episodes was our third party mm-hmm. uh, election special, mm-hmm. which we did go over Jesse the Body Ventura. We did in depth, that and as true. a special treat, Ron, actually, I have a special guest for you. Oh no what? way! Yeah, you may hear that pounding. What at, oh. at the studio door? Okay. Oh my god. Uh, we should probably let him in. Everybody, please welcome to the stu- the Blue Men Group studio, Jesse the Body Ventura. Jesse, welcome to the studio. How does it feel to be here? Bunch of slack-jawed faggots around here. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. Jesse, Jesse. Uh, not appropriate. Did not my expect goodness. that. Um, really inappropriate. Uh, well, welcome, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for showing up as our guest. Yeah, but also, just, just let me say, would it's like to, none of your yeah. business about, you know, what our relationship is or what our sexuality is, you know. What that's, the three of us do in our private time. Yeah. Our relationship between the three of us. If it's my business, the body will find out. Oh. All right, Mr. Ventura. That's I think weird. you're just getting a little too he's personal like, here. Yeah. Did, yeah, this he's is smelling how, this Ron. How, yeah, this is how he runs a state. Uh, I thought he was... I feel I like there's a wild cool. animal that loose in the studio. I Jesse, know. Jesse, please calm down. Don't say anything further. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Andre the Giant, please tell me because Jesse the Body's got to know. I got to know all. I was caught totally off base for the first time in my career on this. I've got to know. What went on in there, Andre the Giant? What happened to oh, Mr. Sir? All right, Mr. Don't call Andre me Giant is not know anything what? about our personal relationships. Yeah. Don't Andre call me Andre the Giant, please. <laughs> His <laughs> name's Devin. It's not my name. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Anyway, Man. he's gone. Anyways, we kicked Mr. him Ventura, out. Mr. Ventura, please leave. Yeah, he's left. Wow, that was <laughs> Mr. Ventura left in a body bag. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, we beat him up. Devin good. shot him with a yeah, gun. We, <laughs> we body slammed him. But that okay, was our that was that was, a, that was our special one year anniversary guest. I feel bad that that <laughs> yeah, was who I booked for the show. Why did you invite Jesse? <laughs> I didn't realize he was going to be like that. I didn't think that was his whole shtick. <laughs> that now. was a that was a fun surprise in a way. But yeah, yeah, it was, uh, he's changed. He was, he was cruel. He's changed. Yeah. I thought it was yeah because I think in the third party episode we talked about like that he was cool and stuff, but now he's like, yeah. Now I'm not so sure. He's definitely no. changed. <laughs> he's changed a lot, but yeah, he's from yeah. Minnesota. That's cool. Two things <laughs> like uh, Minnesota, interesting place, I guess. Land of ten thousand lakes. Now somebody went out and counted all of them, and guess what? Nice round number, ten thousand. All of them convenient. inside yeah. of the state, and uh, it's a little aggressive too. It's like putting out that number to discourage other states from saying how many lakes they have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it sh- like you, uh, you know, starting with show, 10, don't 000, tell. It's, it's intimidating. Yeah. It, it's kind of yeah. like the, it's the, very intimidating. The, uh, the, the McDonald's one million served. What, what are billions, ca- trillions and trillions? What are cows handing themselves over to McDonald? That's a Jerry Seinfeld joke from uh, like the eighties. Okay. So let's, oh, well, thank you for including that. In the let's, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to pay him for that. It sucks. Minnesota, um, very intimidating state. It's governor also very intimidating. Yeah. And Prince Prince is the, the, the s- smallest intimidating person ever. And He's you know like, what? Uh, Jesse Ventura had to, say about prince you know what he called him Mm-mm. i don't oh, want to know 
Yeah. No. If it's anything like what he called us, I mean. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Guys who have never worn purple and perms publicly. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, thank you very much, Jesse. No. Actually, no. No no thank you, Jesse. Uh, That was This Week in History. All right, so the next segment, my favorite, is called What's in the News? The News, the News, the News, the News, the News. Now, we got some top stories. Yeah, what is in the news? We got some top stories here. Uh, These are coming across our recently resubscribed news ticker that we get all of the hot electronic press releases from news outlets all over the world sending them to us uh, uh we have that and uh the the first one <laughs> yeah they won't that, let me look at it though that devin no we don't john cannot john has greasy hands and we don't like when they're all over the machinery so i'm i'm wearing latex gloves and i actually have a story here very interesting story a follow-up on, uh, on an earlier Devin, that looks like a that looks like a latex condom to be honest <laughs> like, well i wear them on each finger and it sort <laughs> oh. of covers <laughs> okay um but in any case think back listener to an earlier episode i'm not sure which one but the toy hall of fame was uh <clears throat> in the news for announcing their finalists for uh what is it uh, entry into the toy hall of fame and um, as of last Thursday, the Toy Hall of Fame has actually given out uh, its awards, made its choices. The finalists. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, so we, we heard about the finalists. I, I vaguely, um, yeah, I vaguely remember us sort of staking, backing a horse in that race. Yeah, well, and I also think I, 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 I'm pretty sure I said I was emceeing that or I did emcee it, but I don't remember any of that. I think you were supposed to, but I don't, I think some wires got crossed, but yeah we not only did yeah. we we have a favorite when we talked about it but we worked hard on the campaign behind one of the finalists for the toy hall of fame and oh, yeah um, that's right yeah we found so a lot of private money that we put behind uh our horse so to speak our dark horse yeah and so um our hard work paid off you know we uh we greased Definitely. the right skids and um <laughs> i'm happy to present that american girl dolls uh yes. risk Okay. And sand, sand officially yes. made it to the Toy Hall of Fame. So sand, let's go. That was our that was our one. We did. That, it. We we had we put everything behind sand. Yeah. Um, American Girl Dolls and the strategy board game Risk were inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame on Thursday in recognition of their influence on the toy industry. Hmm. Sand, which the group called perhaps the most universal and oldest toy in the world, was <laughs> yeah. also inducted. And that was yes. what we were saying all along about it, you know, that... Yes, it's the it's, oldest toy. It's very universal and very old. And it's old. everywhere. Yeah. In fact, I mean, so Risk and American Girl Dolls don't even deserve to be in the same, you know, publicity statement. Well, yeah, I yeah, I, I, I thought Risk should have, like, how is that not in there already? How was is it, Sand not in it, there already? Well, I know, but Sand... Yeah, sand that should have a, been the inaugural... Uh, yeah. yeah. One of the inaugural choices. It should have been Sand, guys, Sticks, and Balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Rocks. Okay, you make a good fire. Um, and your own genitals. <laughs> absolutely. And <laughs> But just to refresh the listeners, uh, the finalists, the losers that were the finalists, but they didn't make it through this time, Battleship, Settlers of Catan, Mahjong, and Billiards, as well as Cabbage Patch Kids, Masters of the Universe, Fisher-Price Corn Popper, the Toy Fire Engine, and the Pinata. 
Pinata mm. still not in. Yeah, didn't yeah, make crazy. it. Crazy. Like that. That's what I'm saying. Like some of these things that didn't make it. Is it because of you know prior something that they did beforehand? Has Pinatas done something that we don't know about? And they've got like a uh, you know they're uh, uh, blackballed or whatever it's called, blacklisted. Mm. Blacklisted. <laughs> so um, um, possibly. But- the Hall of Fame had this to say. Let's read this out because this will be fun. Please. What they had to say uh, in yeah. honor of Sand. Um, okay. You know, they said that they they honored Sand for its opportunities for tactical, physical, cooperative, creative, and independent free play. Wow. Uh, children recognize Sand as a creative material suitable for pouring, scooping, sieving, seving, raking, and measuring, it said. Mm-hmm. Wet sand is even better, ready for kids to construct, shape, and sculpt, although some playthings can only be found online or in certain stores. Sand has a global reach that most toy manufacturers would envy. (laughs) Chief curator Christopher Bench said, It's been a vehicle for play since prehistory, and anyone who has spent the day at the beach can understand the allure of this toy. I get it. Yeah, it is truly a, a universal global toy. Yeah. And it is a toy. Not so sure about the board editorializing. They're saying that wet sand is better. Hmm. Yeah, I um, think. Uh, but in, yeah, but in any case, so we, yeah. you, we spent a lot of our. Yeah, I remember. I'm remembering correctly now that we did spend a lot of energy and money and of our own <laughs> yes. personal connections and resources. Good for you to, to remember that John. sand would be the winner. I know. I'm. Like, well, well, now I'm crazy year. Uh, but so, what are we going to get out of this? Because sand won. Yeah. Well, so we get, we, did we make any bets, or did we? Are we, we part get free of the submission now? I know we get free passes to the Toy uh, yeah. Hall of Fame. I think are we not gonna, getting positions on the Sand Chief of Staff? Or the, we're going to be yeah. we're we're going to be sand, on the calls uh, about what types of sand they're bringing in, how it's going to be used. You know, they want our input. I don't think we'll have any an official position, but yeah. So this is sort of like a black tie thing, where it's like well, we're part of like the society behind yeah. toys. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're I like think pulling the know. strings behind the scenes. Okay, so yeah, we are think, getting a little more power. Yeah, I That's think good. people know. I mean, like uh, that 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 thing that Devin just read about the whole like why sand is great uh, mm-hmm. because you can he, do so many things with it. Yeah, I'm not Devin, sure about Devin wrote that. A, Devin a wrote that. Just Raking letting you know, sand doesn't sound exactly fun. I mean. Yes, I've I wrote it. the speech for Christopher Bench. Um, exactly. <laughs> some of yes, some of some of our work is out there. That's all we'll say, I guess. I think that yeah. um, it's all we can th- say for now. Yeah, there's um, some yeah. there's some competing podcasts. I'll just say this: there's some very niche podcasts about the toy industry, and they are saying some things about some of the shadow work that we were doing. Uh, in this it pushing sand towards the top of the mm-hmm. list. Um, and let's just say that we hear what they're saying and we want none of it because <laughs> listen, what we did was legal. And if you have anything to say about this, contact Christopher bench. He can explain everything. He knows everything. He's got more info than you need. He's got deflect, deflect, folders, deflect. folders, 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 tons of them filled with tiny grains yeah. of sand. We put him in charge and yeah. he's going to take care of it. So, yes. Yeah. So um, that's, but, but anyway, yeah. that's, that's a wonderful story to hear. Our work paid yeah, off. It's a story Devin. sort of about us in a way, um, but also yeah. about sand and about toys. Well, you know, and it's just a, a testament to our, our journalism. You know? Yes. I don't and think Sand would have gotten it if it wasn't for our coverage, for mm-hmm. our analysis, 
mm-hmm. uh, for our sort of like ability to see ahead and sort of like see the moment for sand and call it because I think a lot of people were looking over sand, looking yeah. elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cabbage and, Patch and, Kids was a big favorite among uh, certain right. people. Yeah, and they had some dark money behind them too. But um, oh, absolutely, they, I just want to say that with the extra money that we did receive from our generous donors uh we are now putting into a research fund that is uh officially named the sand future generation research fund and Mm -hmm. they will be engaging in a and institute of sand technologies yeah thank you very much john and they will be doing some very important research on sand and i'm very happy to announce their first project they will be counting every grain of sand in the world, and we are finally going to get a definitive count on how many grains yes. of sand there yes. are. I'm so that excited. That is a mystery too long uh, left yes. lingering. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm so tired of these smug assholes who keep Whoa. saying that counting stars is the first toy. Come on. It's yeah. clearly sand. That's nonsense. Yeah. That's not a toy. Sand you can touch. Stars, no. Yeah. yeah. Look Counting down. stars, I don't care how many of them there are, damn it. Yeah. It's not well, as many as sand. That's right. See, that's the kind of passion that we bring to our projects. So, Devin, thank you so much about, for that report on sand. <laughs> uh, it's, it's in my shoes. It's in my my <laughs> butt crack. It's in and the, it's, my car. It's also everywhere. in the hourglass, which uh, is slowly, uh, slowly sifting. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Damn. Yeah. Wow, um, well, yeah, and uh, the the interest of making sure that we can beat death and yeah. uh, go a little faster here. I have a story. John, uh, that sounds week. great. What do you got, yeah. bud? Now, so far, we've been talking about some stories that relate to some older stories that we've covered. Mm-hmm. This one is pretty new. I don't think we can connect this to anything else. Extreme couponing criminal edition. What? Mm. Virginia Beach woman sentenced to prison. For thirty-one point eight million dollars worth of coupon fraud. Holy shit! What's our Whoa. source here, John? Where are we where are we reading this? <laughs> yeah, where, this where are you getting comes, this information from, John? This, this article comes from a trusted news source, uh, <laughs> www.fbi.gov/backslash/news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, slash so stories this, slash woman. Hmm. Wow. So this is straight from the source. Prison. It's yeah. kind of cut out the middleman, you know. Instead of getting it from, you know, another uh, news source, we go straight to the FBI. Yeah, yeah. female um, body inspectors. Yeah. Um, no, that's not what... The, but anyways, uh, so the first mm. time, the Coupon Information Corporation... Hell, oh, yeah. that's the first time I'm hearing about this. <laughs> called Postal Inspector Jason Thomason with a tip about a Virginia Beach resident who they believed was making and mailing counterfeit coupons. No way. The center didn't yet have a sense of the fraud scale. Without a loss amount, Thomason didn't think he'd gather support for an investigation. So this is sort of, you know, your classic FBI Boy Scout. Yeah. You know, looking into this case, you coupons, know, his superiors you are thinking coupons. Then they what spent possibly... three days three days being like, is it coupons or coupons? Yeah, that was a big part of the story. <laughs> Actually, yeah, let me go over. I'm going to skip a lot of this, which is about how to pronounce coupon. Um, three days a few of months later. Yeah. <laughs> A few months later, this this topic was brought up. The CIC, Coupon Information Corporation, an association of manufacturers that track coupon fraud, called back to say they had linked over $125,000 in fakes to Whoa. the suspected counterfeiter. 
At that point, Thomason started asking around FBI's Norfolk office, where mm-hmm. he works as a task force officer uh, as a partner on the investigation. Special Agent Shannon Brill was intrigued. It was a different type of case, she said, and the pair went to work. Wow. Hmm. So we've got this odd couple uh, team mm-hmm. that pairs up yep. and decides to get to the bottom of this uh, clearly serious yeah. fraud case. Yeah, it's sort of like an X-File situation. One of them has never used coupons before to save money, and the other one is a religious <laughs> coupon fanatic. Yeah. Uh, last month, the counterfeit, <laughs> counterfeit coupon maker was sentenced to more than 12 years in prison Holy shit. and ordered to pay nearly $32 million in restitution to retailers and manufacturers who suffered, suffered losses in her scheme. Then, oh, but then she, she, she arrives to the judge, and then she gives the judge a coupon <laughs> a for like eight years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, and then a separate coupon. It's a BOGO. <laughs> yeah. and it's actually they drive the, it, and uh, they're like, fuck, turns, these, these are legit. <laughs> seem legit. Yeah, and it, so she only owes $6 million now. Um, so the question that I have is, okay, so... So that coupons. seems like a huge amount of money, right? <laughs> yeah, like so how can much. you? What can you get out of it? Do you get like an extra case of soda? Like what? Yeah, what, what's what, in it? Do you that? think that? Do you think that thirty-one point eight million dollars is uh, a bit overblown? Not, uh, uh, no, not at all. Go ahead and say yes first. Yes, I mean yes, of course. You're it completely wrong, you idiot. <laughs> because that's a conservative estimate. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, from oh. what Lori Ann Talons forty-one. Uh, and her group of criminal couponers were able to steal. <laughs> wow. Criminal so. couponers. For anyone this who has casually new... clipped coupons for $1.50 off shampoo or cat litter, it's hard to comprehend how fake coupons could add up to those staggering figures. That's Maybe what I'm for saying. for simple, feeble-minded podcast hosts, yeah. you could never connect those kinds of dots. Um, I but don't Brill and it. Thomason <laughs> said it came down to the volume of coupons Talon's created and her ability to create fakes that offer deep discounts off of goods. I wonder wow. what her she's setup just, was. She's using like a coupon doesn't make things free. You still have to pay. Yeah, yeah. She had like a. <laughs> she had a dumpy <laughs> computer that ran on like Windows ninety five, and then yeah, an would print yeah inkjet from printer two thousand eight. Yeah, printing them off. Boom. So, she trained herself in the different techniques she needed to manipulate barcodes to make these coupons work. So this is a sort of catch me if you can situation. Seriously, yeah, wow, barcode this was like barcode work. edition. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Talents so, had a background in marketing and strong computer design skills. Brillant Thomason said she was able to create a coupon for almost any grocery or drugstore product. Wow. And to make it for whatever value off she wanted. Okay. Often the discount was near or even over the retail value of the item. So she's getting paid. Amazing. The difference. <laughs> the people at the, like, at the cashier, it's like, huh, I guess I've got to give you $5 for your Who are these ass? rubes well, who look are at this one. counter it at says, the pharmacy who's going... Oh, I'm sorry. I I need to give you some money out of my register because this coupon here that you have yeah. which is printed on Lexmark or like <laughs> Office Depot paper. <laughs> so it's yeah, nothing it's, on the back side. The article says yeah. she yeah. had coupons for twenty four ninety nine off a twenty five dollar box of diapers and it would work, said Thomas, and, and you'd have people walking out the door with those diapers for almost nothing. Almost so, nothing, but that one penny. So you pay a penny and then what do you do with the diapers? You like is there a secondary market here? You put them on. Devin, I'm glad you asked that question, because the answer is yes. There is a secondary market for diapers, and I've become recently acquainted with it. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of people won't tell you this, but when you become a new parent, diapers are very expensive. I, we have alluded to this in other episodes, did leave Boomin Group for a time Mm -hmm. 
for various unstated reasons. I think there were a couple ideas floated. Unpaid it was leave. to have a child. Mm-hmm. I did have a love child mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, scion <laughs> of, <laughs> of the Lindbergh family. Uh, yes. I had an illicit affair with one of the, the heirs of the Lindbergh estate. and uh, yeah, The Lindbergh baby? And you've set up Blue Men Group in such a beautiful way from what you've done, John. We, we thank you so, so much. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. But I couldn't yeah, spare so. any extra change for diapers. So I did right. end up on the secondhand <laughs> diaper market where diapers and go for $12, you know, instead of 25 And you developed a wonderful relationship with Lori Ann Talons, who oh, no. provided uh, Well, you. hold on. No, there's no connections between myself okay. and Lori Ann Talon. Okay. Are you, are you talking about very clearly. used diapers? You buy used diapers for cheaper? Some of them are used, yes, gross. but most of them are fine. You're gross. Uh, anyways, the so, investigator said the store cashiers are not asked to question the coupons customers are using. Hmm. That's not their job, said Brill. That's true. If the coupons scanned correctly, the store would honor it, she explained. Wow, that's uh, Someone has to eat those losses. I'll eat it ultimately them. funnels down to us, the consumers. I know personally that I've lost a lot of money since the story broke yes yeah uh, me too I and i think consumer was affected i i blame her yeah mm-hmm. yeah um anyways let's see where we go the coupons are rejected if they're counterfeit then the retailer retailer doesn't get paid back for them said brill but that whole process takes a lot of time by the time a coupon gets identified as being fraudulent or fake that coupon has already been used who knows how many times well typically they take the coupon from you right so you're not you're <laughs> not reusing it <laughs> and yeah, so this article wants us to be very, very afraid of coupon and fraud. Vigilant. Yeah. This and is the ways these, in which it could lead to the, the dissolution of the American family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the American economy seems to be plagued with a lot of uh, sort of trumped-up couponing fraud charges. Mm-hmm. All these yeah. details seem to be sort of uh, all all uh, leading into this, like, overestimation of $32 million in coupon fraud. Yeah. I think uh, the uh, the FBI lost thirty two yeah. million dollars, and they need something. <laughs> so they okay, uh, here, spotted some here's, coupon fraud. Here's where the money comes. Talons not only regularly okay. used her own coupons, but she sold them to a large group of subscribers who found her through social media groups using mm-hmm. an encrypted oh app to communicate with her customers. She yep. only allowed in new members if they were referred by an existing member of the group. Very good practice. Exactly. Yep. Each yes. new member had to send a copy of their ID and provide yep. evidence that they had used counterfeit coupons before, a way I of making that. sure oh. her buyers accepted some amount of risk in the scheme. Mm. Oh, whoops. So she Talent. was sort of like a yeah. cocaine dealer, and she's like, you have to do this bump in front of me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you're not a cop. They do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Show me, that you're, you'll, show me that you'll use an illicit coupon on uh, two-for-one at show me that you'll, that you'll get 50% off uh, at Walgreens. Yeah. Um, Over three years, Talents was paid $400,000 by her subscribers. Again, not getting anywhere near $32 million. Yeah. The agents no. credit a diligent FBI forensic accountant for painstakingly tracing thousands of transactions. Uh, with the profits, she paid for high-end home renovations, including a new kitchen, a sunroom, and an in-ground swimming pool, which Ooh, is, the, of well, course, the most expensive kind of swimming pool. Yeah. Well, and also she's working very hard. Like, doesn't she deserve, like, a little, <laughs> you know, relaxation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if she had categorized these coupons as NFTs, mm. would this be a Yeah. No. Mm, probably not. Thank no. you. Uh, investigators said that when they searched, when they served the search warrant, they found fake coupons worth more than $1 million dollars in every crevice of her house. Holy shit. <laughs> you her- can imagine she's selling a lot of these coupons to tally up that $32 million. Quote, 
from the FBI agent. There were coupons in every jacket pocket. They were stuffed in her vehicles. They also found designs me. on Talon's computer that allowed her to create coupons for more than 13,000 products. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss thing. It's like there were coupons <laughs> in pockets and schmockets and lockets. He's exactly. spilling out of it. They open a filing cabinet and there's just like a oh million coupons for an Arby's Big Beef and Cheddar. There were... Uh, yeah. There were coupons in Fran Damblers and Zamblers and Scamblers. <laughs> anyway, so it looks like this Talons woman is going to jail for a long, long time, and I couldn't be more happy to hear about it. Mark? Yeah, I, I, I think they should uh, uh, drop the charges uh, on on Talons. Um, Free Talons. And, and some of the people who may have been in her groups. Um, again, you will not find any connection to me uh, with Talons or any of her associates. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, John. That was. Uh, and those diapers have been destroyed. Okay. Well, thank you. Good. That's uh, that's very nice of you, and thank you very much for reading that press release from the FBI <laughs> about coupon <laughs> fraud. Uh, listeners, please be on the lookout for coupons that you think are fraudulent <laughs> or faulty. I want I want vigilance. I want people looking. With I want I want you to go to your optometrist optometrist and get your prescription fixed because I need you to be seeing yeah. everything. Really, um, America's Most Wanted really fell off. It did. They really are <laughs> scraping the barrel at this point. What are they on season seventy three now? This yeah. is what they've got. This is the top case yeah. in the FBI. Yeah, coupon well, fraudsters. That's yeah. how they do it. So uh, thank you very much, John, for that report from the fraud desk. Now it's nice uh, to have a connection to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's uh it's it's now uh my turn to walk over to my desk, and now I'm here, <laughs> <laughs> and um, was, those were my foot. I <laughs> I uh, quick, galloped, quick little, and now I'm sitting down. <laughs> I galloped three steps over to a desk. <laughs> with horseshoes on his cloven foot yeah yeah and uh i've got a headline here from the new york post oh great spain's disgraced former king was injected with female hormones to curb his sex drive all right hold up hold up Whoa. former <laughs> yeah disgraced former, former king former disgraced and former were the first things that popped up those are two me. big things Huge. for a king to be yeah and i don't know shit about this guy so <laughs> spain's former king juan carlos the first. the first was injected with female hormones as his rampant sex drive was a danger to the state the country's most infamous police chief has claimed all right i'm gonna wow. go ahead and stop this article right here mm -hmm. typically a king's <laughs> sorry typically a king's uh sort of uh over engorged sex drive is usually a plus for the for the country. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's isn't such it a like good the point. job of the king to sire to have issues? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting... That's like literally his most important duty. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's getting in the way of his his other things that apparently he has to do. I guess so. Ex police commissioner Spain has really changed. Jose Manuel Villarejo, who John and the FBI probably knows him. Uh, who was on trial for blackmail and corruption, claimed the disgraced former head of state was given the drugs by the Spanish Secret Service. Shh. 
to lower his libido. Okay, hold on. There's so many, there's so many like motives and parties in the story, and we're only two sentences in. Spain. The ex-police commissioner who's on trial for crimes, blackmail and corruption, that the disgraced former head of the state was given drugs by the Secret Service. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, finger pointing here. Yeah. A lot of intrigue uh, here from a, a, what seems to be a very reputable source. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. Okay, so the 70-year-old alleged that Juan Carlos was injected with, okay, they've said this three times already, female yeah, horm- yeah. hormones and testosterone inhibitors. He told it sounds pa- like the 70-year-old former investigator is jealous of the I know. king's ability to the, have sex. The fact that yeah. it keeps being brought up. He can get it up, yeah. yeah. He told a, par- a parliamentary hearing that it became a problem for the state that he was such an ardently passionate person, the Times reported. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is Spain. This Members? is the land of passion. And he's not yeah. even saying he's overly passionate. It's like, what do you mean? Is that even <laughs> possible? Euphemism. Is that a legal euphemism? He's ardently passionate. Yeah, he's... Uh, I mean the the siesta, right? They 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 do the siesta. Apparently, they take a nap. Mm-hmm. Look what happens when you get a little bit more rest. Uh, yeah, you heads turn into state, a wild animal. Yeah, yeah. You become ardently passionate. So, members of Parliament gasped and sniggered as the allegations. While another suggested they resembled the storyline of the latest James Bond film. <laughs> Our sources indicate that no one in Spain has received or seen the latest James Bond yeah. film. And that plot <laughs> yeah. resembles nothing. <laughs> I oh haven't God. heard of like Close a James to. Bond movie where he gets injected with female hormones. <laughs> but, no. although, I'd love to it see seems it. Like that that, that might would be, be the great. next one. Yeah. Uh, Villarejo claimed that former National Intelligence Center, CNI. Center spelled, yeah, R-T-R-E. Uh, boss and close ally of the ex-monarch, Felix Sanz Roldan, was behind the alleged idea. But Roldan denied he played any role in administering the hormones, saying he had only learned about it when Juan Carlos's former mistress, Corinna zu Zion Wittgenstein, had told him. <laughs> okay. She was recorded by Villarejo in 2016, saying people in the royal entourage gave Juan Carlos a lot of female hormones to take away his strength. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like Man. everybody's saying it, though. Yeah. What a bad scene when your entourage <laughs> is, like, dosing your drink with, like, hormones. <laughs> Ron, you're definitely correct that everyone's been saying this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's talking about this. You're like, it's on everyone's mind. It's coming up in oh, I've heard it from many okay. people, yeah. Okay, Wait, so... Uh, yeah. Juan Carlos former mistress, Corina Zusain Wittgenstein. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, what is Austrian? <laughs> Who is this? Uh, An inheritor of the Wittgenstein. Uh, um, uh, it's a ger- philosophical mantle. She's a uh, um, a German-born Danish entrepreneur. Her real name is Karina Zuzine Wittgenstein Zine. Uh, <laughs> she was born in Frankfurt, Germany. Um, right. and okay. Yeah, but so back to the discreet. Back to this, okay, but yeah, she sorry. she she has the info about about. Yeah. Juan Carlos getting injected. So uh, they have taken everything from him. He could not be with a woman or anything, the businesswoman who had an or affair anything. with him from 20, 2004 hand, to 2009 film. during his kingship. You know, not Zine, chair. So Zein Wittgenstein also claimed that a French doctor had verified this by inspecting his medication, as well as saying that he was giving 
given excessive sleeping pills after a 2011 operation. Ex-Secret Service boss Villarejo claimed medical reports showed there were traces of testosterone inhibitors after the operation. Hmm. Uh, Juan Carlos's former lover is embroiled in a legal battle with him and Spain's CNI amid a money laundering case in Switzerland and her claiming she was illegally put under surveillance. This sounds like a this sounds like a board Den game. Of vipers. Yeah. Spain this is. is. Okay, I'm starting to see the James Bond stuff now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I'm it. Starting I, to see it. Yeah. Okay, so courts are investigating whether Zine Wittgenstein was given cash after her lover allegedly <laughs> earned a secret commission for helping to win a six billion dollar Saudi rail deal. <laughs> Oh, every sentence <laughs> yeah every sentence so, adds a new wrinkle i know, I know. there's so many twists he is facing another two separate criminal probes in spain but he fled the country after being embroiled in multiple corruption scandals one is regarding the use of credit cards linked to foreign accounts after his june 2014 abdication when he lost his constitutional protection against prosecution as a serving monarch the other mm-hmm, one was man. coupon fraud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Prosecutors are trying to establish the former king access funds deposited in accounts held by a Mexican businessman and a Spanish Air Force official. The scandal hit king is widely admired for steering Spain from the tyranny of dictatorship under General Franco to democracy when he took over in 1975. Wait, I'm sorry. How does a king taking over lead yeah, democracy? Yeah, in a democracy? I didn't get that. Okay. <laughs> but he was faced growing criticism both towards, criticism. The, both towards the end of his reign and his role as an ex-king. He was recently forced to deny he was seriously ill after pictures of him looking frail began circulating as he remains at his hideaway in the Middle East. The okay, shocking allegations. <laughs> yeah, the shocking allegations regarding Juan Carlos's libido come during Villarejo's trial, which began this month. The 70-year-old is accused of secretly recording conversations with a network of the country's rich and powerful figures, dubbed the sewers of the state. Damn. Nice. What a messy situation. I'm glad I have yeah. nothing to do with that. I know. I would never do anything like that, personally. Um, In fact, no. I have to say, around the studio, you guys may have noticed you've had a little more energy lately. Mm-hmm. I've been uh-huh. uh, putting testosterone in your morning coffee. Oh, oh that's to what raise made you me guys feel up. so good, John. Yeah, I want to make <laughs> you guys into Spanish kings. I love the taste. I think and that I feel taste, like a king. I think that's uh, I think that's beautiful. But I know. Everybody wants oh, to no. know. Jesse, Jesse get out of here! Oh, Jesse, no! no mean jeans that I date and pick out some of the most beautiful women in the world. Okay, I Jesse, I agree. Me too. Since the <laughs> testosterone, but yeah. hey, buddy, back okay. off. So uh, yeah, this is this is absolutely insane. Juan Carlos, uh, the Lady Wittgenstein, all insane. The, yeah. the the king is uh he's he is he still alive like to, uh, so he's I would like to take alive. this lady Wit- Wittgenstein's claims about the king and deconstruct them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice but uh, I I would also like to add just briefly that uh dev I heard you say that you're happier you'll never be involved in something like this yeah um part of the bringing Abby into the show uh 
Abby mm-hmm. Abby Fiscus was her work with Price Waterhouse Cooper, and part of that agreement that I signed involved us a little bit with that uh, Saudi rail deal. So we're going oh, to have I to see. just I don't know hush hush or <laughs> yeah. Well, as I long mean, as we can keep our hands clean, uh, I don't think we have anything to worry about. Okay, cool, John. Did I get uh, implicated in that? Because I was gone. No, I think you're 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 fine. I did give Ron power of attorney while I was gone. But. John, we'll talk after after class. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, some crazy stuff right there from the Wittgenstein family and the uh, Carlos family, Villarejos, all of Spain. I'm actually Spanish nobility. Yeah, I'm looking. I want. I'm going to keep a close Quarter. eye on that trial. It seems absolutely insane. Loco, loco. So. Before we end, we want to do a little celebration. I know it seems like it's the end of the episode because it's been 35 minutes. Which it's only been 35 minutes. Wow. John, we, we, don't, we don't talk about how long it's been in the middle of the show. Uh, <laughs> no, that's very unprofessional. Um, but what so, is professional mm-hmm. is recapping a year of podcast episodes. Yeah, so we have been doing this lovely show, and we love, we listen, we could not do it without the listeners all over the world. It's a global podcast, and there's a few stories that we would like to recap and reminisce about. So why don't you join us? This is Stories, 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 there were so many important stories this year oh, um, that we covered. Important yeah. figures, you know, kind of uh, important people for history, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, it just reminds me of uh, how everything, time is moving forward, and we're all just little parts of this story. And I, I think about people like Peep the Towel, who is not a person at all. Peep was a chicken. Who we, Peep was a we, chicken. We covered. Peep was a chicken. It was a lost. Peep was his name. It was a Peep lost was name. chicken in the uh, Cracker Barrel parking lot, mm-hmm. uh, and it was later found by its owner, who was a young theatrical Civil War reenactor and possibly a racist. Uh, and we we spoke with him on the phone <laughs> while he was in because he like, was on the side of the Confederacy. Yeah, and he really liked the Confederacy, and he and he seemed to know a lot about it. And uh, I hope he's still listening. Uh, he had a sea shanty podcast. Yeah, he had a sea shanty podcast. We spoke he's, to him while he was in study hall. He was in study. Yeah, hall. and absolutely. there was a gaggle of giggling girls. Yep, nearby. Yeah, but Peep the was, Towel. I guess uh, there's some yeah. new uh, news on Peep the Towel. Um, dead, Ron. Peep the <laughs> Towel's dead. dead. He's dead, folks. We're here to report for the first time with heavy hearts that peep the towel has died do not forget that the uh the the owner of peep the towel said that w- remember this is a chicken so he said that this chicken that he would carry around would drink rum on the yeah. beach <laughs> and smoke <laughs> cigarettes and potentially <laughs> and potentially weed <laughs> <laughs> this it was fucking, heavily implied that the chicken was smoking weed. This fucking chicken was getting shit face nightly. So <laughs> yeah, so 
it's no surprise that no surprise. came to an early end um, but I just yeah. want to say one thing. A lot yeah. of a lot of the news outlets covered Peep the Towel when it went a little viral uh, at yep. a certain point, and that's how we and found out about on. Peep the Towel. They moved on, right? And so Very no quickly. one's going to be covering Peep the Towel's death. No one's going to be saying "Rest in peace" mm-hmm. in memoriam. Um, yeah. But at Blue Man Group, we follow up on our stories, and we care about these people and these animals that we talk about here. Yeah, they're doing it for the clicks. We have no idea why we're doing it, but uh, that's why <laughs> that's why we're here. So uh, yeah, we had, there was um, other stories. We had. Yeah. The, do you remember the old lady wa- well, lobster wait, before woman? We, before yeah, we, we move on, on first, we got to oh, say sorry. two things about sorry, Peep. Sorry. Uh, one, Ron, to bolster your claim that the owner of Peep the Towel may have been racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he seemed to have memorialized Peep the Towel by saying, "Peep has passed away till Valhalla, Peep." Which is oh, okay. wow. referencing the afterlife for Nordic warriors, which oh, is wow. often being used by uh, role-playing white supremacists mm-hmm. on huh. the internet. And also, uh, Peep the Towel's Instagram mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. left behind a picture of Peep's legacy, which are eggs. <laughs> oh, Peep. Peep is passing on. Uh, I mean, sorry, he's passing on, but he's also uh, passing. passed on a new generation. Yeah, of yeah. little peeps. Yeah, um, that's great. That's little great. Little peep. Them. Yeah, little peep. <laughs> little peep. Um, but let's say just a quick two-second moment of silence for little peep. <clears throat> I mean, peep the towel. Peep the towel. And little peep. <laughs> four seconds. Yeah, let's roll them together. Is that four seconds? <laughs> two seconds. One, se- who gets one for each. One second each. Okay. Okay, we're done. Okay, we're okay. done. Okay, so but, uh, moving but on. yeah, the the old lady lobster woman. Yes, another favorite. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. This wow. was one of our most most talked about episodes. She she knew some of the lobsters from high school because they're both so old. You know, lob- yeah, lobsters absolutely. like incredibly old. But the old lady lobster woman and her very old sons. Uh, one of yes. which she extremely seems, old sons seems to live with her and work with her on the boat. And her extremely yes. old and she was wet in her sons. 80s or 90s. Her son, her her son was in his 70s, <laughs> um, and he was still full time employed by his mother. And extremely and being pushed around by her, wet all the and time. Yes, he could, apparently did not have a lot of his own agency on the boat uh, because it's tough on maritime. You know, you're out on the ocean. You you have to follow the captain's orders. Yeah. And if that captain is your mom, yeah, yeah, you know, and she was like a hundred and three or something like that. So well, a blue man group, die, everyone, a, a blue man group hunch, uncorroborated, but uh, you know we put out hunches from time to time. Uh, the old lady lobster woman is in, immortal, yep. and um, perhaps her sons are as well, but yes. uh, we yeah. don't have any facts on that yet. Yes. Another great she, story: yeah. Bigfoot hunting season. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I believe I think yes. that was like where was this Oklahoma? I think. Something like that. I think it was Oklahoma, um, yeah. and it was like a state senator or representative who wanted to pass a bill saying that you could, like, it's open season Legally for Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot. And then, uh, strangely We're enough, get there to the was... the bottom of this, folks. There was a Bigfoot conference nearby like, in the in same his, state. Featuring, in his district. In very nearby, yes, the same district. And featuring, as on the website, we looked it up, one of the attractions... Bigfoot costumes and a Bigfoot <laughs> yeah. lookalike contest. So this guy was going to open Bigfoot fire. hunting grounds. Oh my they're hunting. God. They're hunting people, folks. Yep. And um, yeah, but uh, we sadly could. But then not of course join it was canceled. Yeah, because, because of COVID. 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 
Um, and a big fit uh, costume does not count as a mask. Just remember that. <laughs> yeah. No. The BMG Cruise, uh, which we legally cannot discuss, but we wanted to mention because that was an important news story both on this show and, uh, unfortunately, um, syndicated uh, around the globe. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and also... In yeah. legal journals, uh, maritime law, papers... Yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff there. was a there. lot mm-hmm. of coverage. There's a lot of stuff um, there, but yeah, we're allowed like to... to... reiterate that we are... We may or may not have been on the boat at the time of the crash. We do not know how many people died. Um, and we will not say how many tickets we sold. And we yeah. don't want to know how many people died, to be no. honest, because it's none of our business. It would really bum us out. Also. It would, yeah. And what we, do you want us to do? We did lose the itinerary, uh, or the, the everybody in, on the plane and stuff, or I mean the uh, the, <laughs> the boat. And, um, don't talk about the plane. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, they don't, don't even, even know about the plane. The plane. Shut up. <laughs> No, it well, yeah, yeah. So we're not really allowed to talk about anything about that, but we can infer. It wasn't, but and it was also. I would things. like to say, the BMG cruise, despite all of the black eyes and bruisings we took on it, massive success. It was, yeah, for it us, was. and it, it was, was one of the greatest sad. stories of the year. I think uh, a lot yeah. of people would see it that way. Yeah, it was Absolutely. huge for us. We we improved our listenership. I mean, or like, uh, what? Nah. <laughs> thinned out the herd or whatever i don't um, know what you call it but we strengthened <laughs> we strengthened the, the remaining <laughs> listeners we, we strengthened resolve. their resolve yeah, yeah. um yeah. but another important story that we followed up on a few different times was the ongoing olympic crisis uh specifically pertaining to sex and alcohol yeah we yeah. remember uh the the tokyo olympics featured a, a sort oh, of yeah. condom crisis yeah i was there mm-hmm. yeah blue man group debuted in an olympic year yep uh making us olympic warriors mm-hmm. uh for all time <laughs> absolutely Austria. yeah and, uh, and that yeah, was intentional by the crises way at the olympic village because of covid19 yeah they uh, so yeah. tokyo they really didn't want athletes having sex because of covid and they started building cardboard beds i believe for the athletes for the for the exact people you want fucking to make to make them less sexually likely to fuck also that was after they decided that they were going to do two things what they were going to keep alcohol permissible Uh for the olympic athletes and they were going to ban condoms Mm -hmm. (laughs) at olympic village yeah and guess what there were japanese companies because they happened in tokyo japanese companies who perfected ultra thin condom technology and before Mm -hmm. otherwise known as what the baggy fit condom baggy fit for me and then mm-hmm. uh the in it before covid happened they opened up let's just say billion dollar facilities to to make these high-tech ultra thin condoms for the olympics guess what covid19 happens they can't do it and then the olympic committee says by the way no condoms for anyone yeah which led to what will become a developing story in about you know a couple more months mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. probably for the next 18 years a new crop of superhumans bred out of the olympic village by the top athletes yeah. of the world ah, i can't wait you know bulgarians mixing with uh, salvadorians mm. uh you know absolutely the new mm-hmm. global yeah the new global people which are our people because we are a global uh news podcast that's right yeah, the global athletic ubermensch Oh, okay. Absolutely. We support it. Yeah. Another yeah, we, story. Yeah. We, we changing, may think of a uh, different name, actually. <laughs> 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 Maybe Superman. If the shoe uh, fits. 
Another important story that we covered in detail was Bruce Springsteen's alleged DUI oh God, after yeah. his Super Bowl ad featuring him driving erratically through the countryside. I remember. Yeah. On a car with no doors. <laughs> well, uh, he was wearing fingerless gloves and the windows were down and it was cold it was winter so the story was he was just fucking implying that he was warming himself with uh, hard alcohol booze yeah, yeah absolutely so, so he was riding around in his automobile and then yeah. some in a state park i believe for some uh, mm-hmm. ungodly he was on a motorcycle would, no i don't think was he okay so he was driving his motorcycle around he was bar hopping and he was doing shots of tequila yeah, with yeah he uh, did fans? shots of tequila with or fans. Saboteurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, saboteurs. And exactly. then he gets, hops into his vehicle, mm-hmm. moseys on down the road. His hog. He swings his leg over his hog. Swerving. Revs up his deuce in the middle of the night. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's swerving everywhere. Yeah, he's going crazy with his, <laughs> yeah. his front axle. He's shooting pebbles <laughs> pebbles everywhere, and there's, like, dust and shit behind him. And he's, he's like, scarred from the kicking up all the turf he's like, and all the, the rough New Jersey absolutely. rocks. Swerving into ditches, small ditches, gulches. The vibration of like the motor, like, on his kind of uh, underside. Yeah. He, his undercarriage is getting all swollen with the, uh, the heat of the... This internal combustion engine. Yeah, and he's shaking and, inside the and car, and then all he, of a sudden, well, all of a old, sudden, hold on. As he pulls yeah. out, he he is alone, or there's somebody <laughs> on the back of the motorcycle, somebody Ooh. that we've subsequently seen with Bruce Springsteen. Right. And that person is, of course, Barack Obama. Barry Obama. Yeah. Um, so we don't have any corroborating evidence at the moment, but no. another Blue Men Group hunch. Maybe we Barack don't know Obama where he was, was riding, riding shotgun, riding in the back. Yeah, he doesn't have an alibi. We do know that they consider themselves <laughs> renegades, according to their uh, that's true. surprise winning <laughs> podcast or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, so they, that's kind of really, a hint. Yeah, kind of like the equivalent of like a serial killer sending a letter to the <laughs> newspaper. Where exactly. you call your thing renegades, and it's like renegades. I thought there was only one <laughs> renegade that got that DUI. Hmm. 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 Anyway, yeah. um, another um. another thing to consider to ponder over. Um, another um, very interesting story that actually stretched through the latter half of this year. Um, what I like to call employees going their own way, uh, which is a <laughs> egg towel. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so this is. Oh my god! This is a the phenomenon of people who are dedicated to their job they don't even see it as a job it's actually a vocation and they may not have all the right credentials or they may have they may not even have support of the state (laughs) yeah they may have broken the law a few times here yeah they may be renegades but they They may be renegades they do have a, a zest for working they do and they want they to do. work. Yeah. And we think we that they should be allowed to work. Yeah. Yes. Um if you're so, gonna allow if you're gonna allow uh anyone to drive an Uber or Lyft, why can't anyone just deliver random meat to my house? <laughs> yeah. Why can't somebody that was, just pull up, knock on the door and say, I've got meat for sale? Yeah. Because that was I love that one. That was one of my favorites. The uh the meat delivery man who who is wanted by the local news for um, delivering potentially unlicensed meat 
and also of course dr malachi love um mm. another another hard-working doctor that uh you yep. think should just be let uh, allowed to work yeah um, he may only be 16 years old but he's got the coat he's got he's the, got the coat he's, he's got, got the clinic he opened his own clinic <laughs> yeah yeah i mean maybe he charges a bit too much but don't the clothes make the man <laughs> yeah absolutely Yes. And um, the robot waiters uh, started serving in in restaurants, and uh, we think uh, we think that's a great thing. Yeah, and we you think were that robots, <laughs> yeah, robots are people too, and uh, you know how can we discriminate? Yeah, yeah I was exactly. I was uh, recently at a restaurant with a robot waiter. Listen, I loved the robot waiter. We hit it off amazingly. By the end of it, I um, baptized him. He's now. Uh, mm-hmm part of my religion i poured a bit of a sprite <laughs> poured a bit of sprite on his forehead sent him into my own little thing and um you know i think it's great that we've got the robot waiters also remember we we learned uh that if you just nudge them a little bit they get off their off their game their programmed so. path yeah we also one of our former sponsors um Who's that, John? Showaco Coconut Milk. Yes. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a little hot water for employing a gaggle of monkey slaves to <laughs> climb up yeah. trees and pick coconuts for them. Yeah, that wasn't good. That we, we well, you know, I mean, who are we to money. stop these monkeys? I believe that was our take, which was, what are they supposed to do? You know, they're not allowed to earn for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. In this, this in this busy, fast-paced, demanding world, ever-changing. Um, you know, if you're good at something, hey, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. got to earn um, that bread. What? Yeah, it was a little awkward that that story, you know, hit hit the Blue Men Group news desk at the same the episode same day. They paid us to sponsor their special Choco product as it was being taken off of store shelves. But yeah. you know, and listen, the the uh, the 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 ink was still fresh, but it, we learned about it late. Uh, we got texts probably beforehand, but we had this thing. It was like, don't look at the text before we signed the... <laughs> yeah, put so, your phone down. Put your phone down. We're about to start. Yeah. So then we did don't that. Don't surprise. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, Stay focused. Yeah. We, we've got great legal, I mean, legal team here. So... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was cool. Egg Tau employees going their own way. I think that's great little uh, thing. One of my favorite mm-hmm. stories from the year yeah. was the mm-hmm. Whidbey Times newspaper uh, interaction we had. Yes. We had a little yeah. sort of cross-pollination between journalistic platforms. Yep, absolutely. Collaboration. Ron, do you remember the uh, the issue yeah, that I the Whidbey Times was highlighting that we tried to step in and uh, broker and a peace us. deal over? Yeah, which we, I think we, we did uh, successfully, too. And uh, what we did you there... You want to go ahead and go in-depth there? <laughs> what we did there, John... <laughs> Is uh, I found out that there, that somebody was dumping beer cans all mm. over this certain part of this area. Uh, Potentially of, Bruce Springsteen and Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, Puget yeah, Absolutely, sound. a couple of renegades run through there. <laughs> yeah, leave Potentially. their beer cans all over the place. Potentially. Shut up! Whoa, oh. Mr. Obama! <laughs> how did you get in the studio? I don't know. I don't know how we got here. Um, oh, yeah, this motherfucker got nothing on me, right? <laughs> what? Okay. Um, so Mr. Obama's doing jive in the studio. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, 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 Ron, update us on the the outcome of that fundraising. Yeah, because, because I believe our, that 
there was a huge push from the Bloomin Group editorial staff mm-hmm. to offer pro offer a solution to the problem that Whidbey was experiencing. Uh, yeah. yeah, and our listeners, you know, they're well aware because they they gave money to this cause. That's uh, right. They bled for this cause. That's right. That's Absolutely. right. So they want to know. Hard earned. All of those hard earned. All of those hard earned coconut tree climbing wages. So was it a, su- a success? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. You want to elaborate on that? Well, <laughs> I, I, the can uh, was successfully delivered. The can- is that right? We started a kick. Ron started a Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. For a recycling slash disposal waste can. Right. To save the grand splendor of the Whidbey National uh, Forestry and and Creek yeah. or whatever. Some, yeah. And something like that mm-hmm. and to you know because people were dumping their canes in the bushes That's we started right. that kickstarter and we got fifty dollars um yeah fifty dollars uh, quickly of our listeners hard-earned money ron hard-earned if that, cash if, if, and then if we, that money went to go ahead ron f- complete the sentence went to <laughs> to get the uh the re- recycling can so ron i i and was it delivered? Because if it wasn't delivered, I think technically we have committed fraud and we have also admitted it on the show. So, Which may implicate us in, you know, we'll d- it assassinate our character on the many other trials. It will start a chain reaction of trial after trial of our character being questioned mm. and uh, linking cases sort of being right. proffered as evidence. Yeah, that's not good. In our dubious nature. So, uh nah. Well, Ron seems to be, he keeps doing the hand at his throat, other <laughs> hand doing the shush yeah. on his mouth gesture at me. Yeah, I didn't think, well, it's a podcast. I didn't think people could. Yeah, so they, 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 it, it got a, uh, Walmart shipped it to mm-hmm. uh, the Puget Sound Island. And uh, I wrote to the news. Care news, of. Wrote, I, I put the address to the uh, newspaper and then let them uh, know and... Uh, the newspaper never wrote back to me whether or not they got it and took it to the right mm. place. But uh, Oh, then we can assume that they did. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of thinking about this now, so let's right? move on. So another kind of um, sort of theme to the coverage of the past year was the Irish angle. What's going oh, on yeah. in Irish? Irish. Yeah. Oh, so this was God. a series of, of articles uh, or sort of, you know, this was raw data that came across the Blue Men Group desk. Raw Irish places, data. Raw Irish mm-hmm. data. And, uh, you know, a lot of news outfits will see some stories or see some information like this, not put the pieces together. Nope. Blue Men Group, we pound the pavement. We ask questions. We analyze what's yeah. happening in, we, the, in the week in news. We take uh, the, and, our news uh, helicopter over to Ireland. It's a absolutely 18 it's hour a flight. <laughs> we had to refuel twice. <laughs> And what we found out shocked and amazed us, as well as our listeners. Uh, people in Ireland have no idea what you're supposed to name a child. And everyone Absolutely. in their family is getting mad at them. Mm-hmm. We covered a story where a woman named her, their, her daughter Anal, mm. with an extra mm-hmm. A. Pronounced which is an Indian Anal. name that means fire, Anal. Mm. But could not help but feel that it was uh, lacking foresight mm. as this, this uh, person who wrote into the Irish Times noted that it was going to be extremely easy for Irish school children to mock this child. Yep. Mm-hmm. As well yes. as a parent who named their, their child Audrey, a man or a boy, baby, named Audrey, thinking that it was the girl named Aubrey. 
or no, the other way around. Yeah, whatever. His name Aubrey. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but, we we figured you know Ireland is sort of in this quagmire of names, maybe Irish, because of British colonialism. Who knows? Yeah, the uh, Irish angle but, is weird. But a quick update to Anal. Um, you know uh, what's happened to Anal since that story first broke? Well, they have grown up and they are um, now getting into Irish politics. And yes, um, we couldn't be happier for them. Yeah. And they will be receiving our full endorsement. Yeah. Do you remember uh, the uh, paper cowboy I was so um, yes upset with? The paper cowboy. I hated yes. that story. David Marriott, I believe the guy's name was, who was yeah. locked up in a At hotel. Marriott Hotel. Yeah. Come on. And uh, he he made like paper mache, and then they were paper, or not even paper mache, just like from his used food containers, he made a a horse art horse. That looked mm-hmm. too good. I didn't like. I didn't like how realistic it was. And then they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna put it in a in a museum." Immediately, they were like, "It's going in a museum." Ugh, I hated that. And so it turns out that this guy, his last name is Marriott, no. and um, yeah. we think that he's a sort of inside agent. Yeah, yeah. Actually, but, we did look up the board at Marriott, and there was someone who had his exact name. Yeah, and they were like number two. Yeah. But so what I'm thinking That was is one of the rare instances of, of Blue Men Group uh, actively despising a public figure and taking a stand. Yeah. Yeah, I think the paper cowboy should be the Blue Men Group's uh, pinata. Yes. Um, that he should go inside the paper horse and we will beat him with beat sticks. Him. Yes. Absolutely. Until candy comes out. Yeah. Um, our changing borders was another theme that we covered. Our changing borders. What, what is, is a nation? nation? Yeah, that was a beautiful yeah. segment. Uh, sort of the year of Pangea, if mm. you ask me. Shifting, shifting territories, people's experiences and relations to the land they live on. Yeah, yeah. and if I remember correctly, this was a uh, French or Belgian uh, farmer who moved a stone on the on his farm. But didn't mm-hmm. realize that that stone indicates an international border between France and Belgium. He extended yeah. it six feet, and it started a bit of a diplomatic tussle between the two European nations. Yeah. That is actually still escalating as we speak. I, yeah. Uh, I believe when yeah. we covered it, we uh, announced the the live declaration of war between the two nations. Mm-hmm. And I believe we came down on a pro-Belgian... Uh, call to action yeah, yeah. don't remember yeah. why but we'll stick to it and uh that's also there was also uh the border town of the week an old the, segment yeah, on blue men group very popular mm-hmm. segment that i i'm not sure why we stopped For- doing that <laughs> fortunately we ran out of border towns <laughs> um <laughs> we were the, doing 300 400 an episode so we very quickly ran through yeah so so that that that's some uh diplomatic shit that went down but we're also uh we'd be more than happy to to uh broker a peace deal uh to help us potentially get out of some earlier legal trouble we may or may not have mentioned but probably did infer to anyway uh some um, of the other news stories the jet yeah, pack let's man just, let's blow through these these are yeah. some familiar stories for a quick chuckle as we uh yeah, fade yeah, to yeah. black here favorite characters the jetpack man yes we <laughs> remember him <laughs> flying around, we quickly identified him as a jetpack salesman. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was a, 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 a rash of stories going, who is this mysterious yeah. jetpack man? Very easy is to find Is this a UFO? Out. We Googled it. It took two seconds. We figured out who he was. We found his Instagram yep. and his ties to a jetpack company. Yeah. 
Amelia Earhart, a different mm-hmm. kind of jetpack man. <laughs> mm-hmm. A woo man. A woo man um. whose jetpack they were inside of. It was called a plane. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they couldn't find it. Um, she went missing. We looked into it. We basically we, solved it. We yes, looked very um, closely into the Bermuda Triangle. We almost didn't make it back, but we but did hold have on. the we, ability to pull ourselves out. I was going to say, that was the issue when we first started our investigation. We didn't even know where she went down. And we said the Bermuda Triangle. Had nowhere near the Bermuda Triangle uh, where no, she went down. Right. And then we, we quickly solved it. Uh, well, you know, the big thing that broke that case was the other person in her plane mm, who no one had right. ever heard of before. Yep. And, and who has letters? I do not remember. I do yeah. not remember. <laughs> and that's and his history. grandson found letters. And that's history. Yeah. So another one. Uh, we always went through the super centenarians of the of the week. We got. I'll say it. We had centi- super centenarian fever, and um, yeah, that is people who are very extremely old on the brink <laughs> of. Uh, on the brink of a, a new life uh, yeah, in, thank the, you. in heaven. Yes. Um, yeah. But uh, we covered them with zeal, and there's more and more super centenarians all the time. And, every day. Uh, in fact, they, yeah, they don't stop. Uh, there's more every day. They never, they never uh, you know, deplenish, deplenish their numbers. Yeah, replenish. No, uh, yeah, so no, they, no, they grow. And they never die. They there's never no die. end to oh, them. Right, right, right. Yeah, We've exactly. never, we it's, haven't heard of one dying yet. So yeah, we'll, lobster yeah. woman. We'll okay, so uh, we also had the world's most prolific stowaway, uh, Marilyn mm-hmm. Hartman. Marilyn Hartman. She was arrested. A former stowaway of the week. Yeah, loved Marilyn. Uh, um, another another profound topic: the degrading standards of our armed forces. Mm, um, yes. We cataloged a distressing uh, pattern of uh, the lowering of uh, standards for things like physical fitness and yeah. Uh, aptitude. Yeah, we found uh, yeah, the and, army and commitment. Yeah, the army and uh, coast guard. We found out are were removing some of the more difficult. Like it was like do a somersault or something like that. They they got yeah, they, rid of that. <laughs> They, they were all being <laughs> challenged too intensely by the presidential fitness test. Yeah, right. And so they sort of lowered the bar, if you will. Right. So the, then They also would, uh, were unable to finish all their beer in Afghanistan before they withdrew, a story that we yep. broke early before the withdrawal was official. On the beer beat, yep. That's that right. That was uh, <clears throat> Germany. Follow Germany. the beer. Follow the beer. Yep. Follow. Exactly. Devin's been saying that for years. So then also some stories that we were ahead of, because John just mentioned that one. Uh, Havana syndrome. Um, yes, we we uh, early we early on in the year we broke that story. Brain um, we actually solved it actually on our. Yeah. We were there episode. with patient zero. We, we solved immediately. It took us about fourteen it. minutes. Yep. Turns out uh, it's and, uh, uh, the sound of cicadas. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whoops. Um, I can hear them now. Seems fake. Yeah. I can hear them now. I think I have. I can it. also and hear the, them now. I'm also feeling a little sick. Hmm. And last but not least on our on our on our um, not exhaustive list is um, the theme of little monsters, child child geniuses who are going are destined to a sort of evil genius fate. Yes. Um, uh, children that have skipped many grades that are you know doing PhDs in philosophy at the age of six and so on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Future monsters of the week. That was a huge uh, segment. Uh, very overwhelming popularity. Uh, we 
we we met a, uh, a young man who was making like three hundred thousand dollars a day or something selling uh, NFTs. Uh, we we met ch- children who spoke nine different languages by the time they were five mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, we're definitely on the lookout for these types of uh, uh, people who will eventually uh, be running our lives. And hopefully for the better. And hopefully for the better. Since they seem to be the only people, only members of the younger generation who have any sort of plan for the future, as we have covered in many multitudes of other stories, uh, daughters of principals faking their homecoming elections, uh, children uh, dragging racist chickens to Cracker Barrel. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of hope for the future generations, folks. Uh, yeah, that is, that is uh, that's one way to put it. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. This has been a spectacular year. The, I'm very happy we spent amount of dollars on these uh, <laughs> fireworks. Uh, Devin last week asked about the catering. I kind of made it a bit confusing for anyone to know what I meant by that. Now I can explain that the catering money uh, went uh, on some scratch-off lottery tickets lost all of it but uh we before we end we're just going to look at some overview of the numbers for the past year listen i thought it would be great if we could get around six thousand eight hundred or so listens (laughs) when we started this podcast i said listen if you can get six thousand eight hundred listens all time in a year that was the goal yeah and i would be like that's cool that's cool as hell so wait is this a segment we're doing now yeah. Are we it, doing last week's numbers? Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's called. This segment is called. Last week's numbers. But so anyway, yeah, the, the numbers. Um, having said that goal, having let everybody know, let's check it out. What did we do this year? This year, all-time downloads of Blue Man Group Podcast was... 6,842. Wow. Oh my, we did it. We yeah. hit the mark right dead on. That's incredible. Wow, we did it. That is so cool that uh, we managed to get those 42 extra. It's like a little 42 extra credit points on your on your spelling test when you're in yeah. third grade. Uh, that's great. That's huge. Thank you so much. A lot of American listeners. Uh, it's kind of concerning. Um Canada number two. United well, that's Kingdom. also not not including all of the micronations that are not included in the roundup. That's true. Yeah, the people that are from micronations don't get counted. Which, if they were counted, we the show would be a lot more popular because that's honestly our main. It's a big audience demographic. Base, yeah, it's huge. It's big, especially since we did also start our own micronation on the show, and we uh, did. And it is still mandated operative. that it is, and every morning the newest episode of. Uh, Blue Man Group has played about 47 times. Yep. 42. But uh, d- that's um, that's also who is involved with that Saudi rail deal I was mentioning earlier is our micronation. Um, 
But listen, if you're in any of these countries, I want you to stand up, pat yourself on the back for listening and for being such a team sport in this Blue Men Group experience. We've got the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Austria, Australia, New Zealand, Argentina, Germany, South Africa, Latvia, France, Poland, and listen, there's others. <laughs> there's others. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, what are the numbers down there? What was Hold the last on, we're pausing. We're pausing Poland? to re-gear here. What did we get here? South Africa, Latvia, France, Poland, Poland Portugal, Portugal, Georgia, Georgia Slovakia, Slovakia, Hungary. Hungary. 20 listens in Slovakia, 18 listens in Hungary, 14 listens in the Netherlands. Yeah, I thought uh, double digits all over the globe here. I thought yeah, we would have more in uh, Brazil, to be honest. Spain, we're not that well, hot. Bolsonaro was our number one listener, has been. It's been yeah. difficult for him to keep up. He's the only listener, yeah. There's billions of And he's of been people very, here. like, he's been stricken with many maladies over the year. China has billions of people and four have listened to our podcast <laughs> there's like maybe even a single listener has listened to four episodes yeah ireland yeah. we three listen we can uh, we the, the irish angle we that's cover a much it. higher yeah belgium three listens we we that, cover the uh, belgian border like non-stop think about how many more of like proportionally how many more people of belgium listen mm-hmm. to the oh, show Luxembourg. compared to china we got one listener, one listen in Luxembourg. That's like one one hundredth of their population. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's like a, that's like a GDP thing. Wait, go all the way down. Was there Vatican City on this list? Uh, Vietnam. Uh, oh. Vietnam is there. Dominican Republic. No Vatican City. Damn. Unfortunately. We didn't get the, we didn't get God's ear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on that though. Um, but Virgin anyway, Islands, congrats. Uh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Congrats to us, and congrats to the listener Aww, for uh, this past year. Oh, yeah. And thank yeah. you to everyone who's listening, who's still listening at the end of this rambling episode. Yes, um, thank shouts you. out to you. Yes, thank you so much for listening and being there. Uh, shout out to Abby Fiscus, our co-host, couldn't be with us this week, but we will be back next week with more Blue Men Group. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye.